0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on DGITM. This is your guide through the universe, Voltron. And we also have Kay here today.
1: Quarantine K. what's up, y'all? That'd be a great superhero name. <laughs> I kind of came up with it yesterday.
0: And can't forget, Lo. Hey, hey, little here. Staying up, staying out. Another thing that I've been doing in quarantine Generally, on my free time, I always like to spiral down these rabbit holes, and I know that you ladies love the conspiracies as well. So we all decided that we're going to talk about the Illuminati today.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's going to be an exciting. I, I'm I'm pretty excited about this. The one. Illuminati. What do you what do you
0: guys know? Just hear Illuminati. What
1: do you think? Omens, kind of thing. Mind control. Dealing with a lot more celebrities and their deaths and that kind of stuff. Like, just behind the scenes well yeah i think it all started
0: with the freemasons i heard that yeah the freemasons yes, started doing the their thing one, yeah there was some other group that came up and they're like we want to be freemasons too and they're like sorry can't join and so they started their own group and that was called the illuminati and that actually did exist but it like i think that was like 1780 and it was like way back in europe and they went from like germany to france and because their group didn't establish itself the freemasons the illuminati or the illuminati the freemasons and then there was a group called the illuminati and that really did exist but they weren't allowed to join the freemasons they did their own thing and they were all about like self-preservation i think freemasons maybe had like a more religious set of standards whereas the illuminati was kind of more satanic but they were just basically like a society of like old white dudes who I don't even really know what their purpose was. They just like it's like all secret society. They don't want people to know. But those still exist today. And there's actually the conspiracy. I don't know if you even would call it a conspiracy of Bohemian Grove. I've never really heard about it. But Lowe's about to give us the lowdown.
1: The lowdown. Down by low. The lowdown. Ho-down lowdown.
2: So so Bohemian Grove is the place that these people go to because it's in it's a it's a twenty seven hundred acre campground basically on Bohemian Bohemian Avenue in Monterio, California, which is in the Redwoods, uh, or in Sonoma County. So it's this big campground that uh it's this big campground that these Okay, so it's this big campground in the Redwood Forest. That's Decently difficult to find unless you know exactly what you're looking for because you've been invited into this club. You have to either be invited into the club or there's like a multi-decade wait list. I saw somewhere that it's like a 33-year wait list right now to get put into what is called the Bohemian Club. Which started, it's based in San Francisco. It's a San Francisco based gentleman's club called the Bohemian Club. It's a male only club and it was founded in 1872 by, let's, little, little history for you guys just to get there. So, founded in 1872 by reporters and artists and musicians so that they could all get together and gather. And appreciate the arts so sounds pretty innocent so far so it started out that way it said that um artists musicians were welcome and then it was ba- basically turned into anyone who appreciated the arts could join including non-creatives after the club had kind of relaxed his rules after a little while but then them allowing non-creatives and such into it kind of opened uh the so-called floodgates and the club was, ev- and then they eventually let in politicians and business people, or businessmen, I should say, since it's only men. Um, and then the club was eventually kind of overrun by the wealthy elite. Uh, but per club rules, they always had they always had to maintain at least ten percent of members being artists. Um, but the but the artists that, eventually, the artists that were there became like famous rich artists. So. Not much chance for many of the of the underdogs there. So no women allowed, even though now, I guess, guests are welcome, such as women and children can be there for the day, but they have to leave at night. They cannot be there overnight. They cannot be there at night. So that's a bit about the club. And then once a year, they have this, this camp out, basically, which is in the Bohemian Grove in the Redwoods. And it's a 16, 17-day encampment with a bunch of different... Uh, little camp groups within the camps like campsites or whatnot and they hold different rituals they still have like music and art and performances and then what are called the lakeside talks which i'll get into in a little bit um, but it's kind of where these elite people elite men are talking and choosing policies for the the world or the nation so somewhat of new world order kind of talks so in this encampment, the main sort of, the the main stage, I guess, the main, the sanctum, the main sanctum of the whole campground, there is, um, there's seats and whatever, but also right in the middle of it, in the front stage, there's this giant 40-foot moss-covered concrete hmm. owl totem. So that's where all of the big shows happen, all of the big rituals happen. So they have, that's one thing that the Bohemian Grove is sort of known for is that they do these rituals and some satanic rituals. There's one ritual that I kept reading about. And actually, if if you guys know who Alex Jones is, he is a, he's a far right talk show host, conspiracy theorist. He was the head of InfoWars. I don't know if he still is, but at this time in the year 2000, when he snuck into the Bohemian Grove and recorded a video. He was the head of InfoWars at that time. I know time. If he
0: still is on InfoWars. I don't know if he's the head of it, but I would just, maybe.
2: Okay, so he's still there. So, yeah, radio and TV talk show host, uh, Texas-based filmmaker. He snuck in to the, uh, he snuck in and he filmed their opening, basically their opening ceremony, which is called the, um, cremation of care. So... I will also get to that in a moment. So they've got that ceremony. um, And then they also have been told, or it's been said that they have, from people who have snuck in or people who have worked it, there's rumors or reports of an apparent underground lounge, which is spelled U-N, underground lounge, um, a dark room, a leather room, a necrophilia room. Yeah. And there's also, <laughs> and there's also been reports or rumors, uh, that murders and sacrifice and prostitutes all also happen. A little bit more history, I guess, Sorry, I'm kind of jumping around a bit, but a little bit more history is that, uh, people kind of know, knew about the Bohemian Grove because every 10 years ish or so, Uh, There's a yearbook made, which is called The Annals of the Bohemian Grove. So some pictures, some older pictures that you've seen that might be leaked on the internet come from this so-so yearbook that they make. Uh, Also, they have a motto from Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream that is, that's, weaving spiders come not here. Meaning, while you're there, no business talks. (laughs) While you're there... Yeah, so no talking about business, no things like that. There's also a $25,000 initiation fee after you get off of the either 33-year wait list or are invited by a member. And as of today, there's approximately 2,500 members. Some famous members, some famous known members are Nixon, Bush. I've seen pictures of both Bushes there, actually. Ford, Reagan. Rumsfeld, Kissinger, uh, Rockefeller, and Mark Twain are some of the more known names that have been leaked. Their totem being an owl, there's a couple different theories about it. One is of the ancient Moloch, M-O-L-O-C-H, even though that is a bull, um, but it has to do with kind of sacrifice and things like that. But none of those really kind of came to connect. I guess, at least for me. But one thing that I saw that actually did seem to connect a little bit more was that uh, owls can turn their head 180 degrees, therefore allowing them to see in all directions. Which can go along, actually, with the uh, cremation of care ceremony that they do, because the purpose of that is to rid the members of dull cares of conscience. Conscience. Uh, and rid them of worries, basically, which is so basically
0: uh, a s- ritual to get rid of your conscience. Basically,
2: yeah. <laughs> so so they do this ritual to rid them of of dull cares of conscience and dull, and and of worries. Icky. Uh, and and make them carefree of the outside world, basically, when while they're there. So just before I get to that, I'll I'll get to that just after this. I'm going to talk more about the. Lakeside talks uh, that they call. So, Lakeside Talks is where they talk and they choose policies, uh, which is controversial because it's outside of the public eye, uh, so without public scrutiny, and that brings a lot of protesters actually now. But these are talks that are with, from, or by policymakers, CEOs, politicians, and they talk about like health, education, and welfare. So, Joseph Califano talked did a did a lakeside talk on America's health revolution who lives, who dies, who pays. Another one was former Attorney General Elliot Richardson on defining the new world order. Um, and then apparently one of them was about Nixon running for president in 72 and then Reagan running for president in 1980. Uh, and another one about like nuclear nuclear rearming. That's a, so welcome there's a lot committee. of big policies that get <laughs> talked about at this Bohemian Grove uh, encampment or or camp this once this once a year. Mm-hmm. So that does bring a lot of protesters because public has nothing to say about it. They don't know what's going on and so it pisses a lot of people off and they don't they don't like that. So that's interesting.
0: There's protesters. Where are the protesters? Uh,
2: they've just, I think probably along the roads and some of them, can, some of them have found where the wow. place is. It's all outside of the actual, they don't, they can't, they don't get let in, but I guess they're along the way to get there. Or I didn't actually look up where they were. It so saw it basically just said like outside of the, of Bohemian Grove, which, so they've had to kind of like move it further into the woods. Alex Jones got this, this, this video, this footage in 2000 it was probably maybe five ish years five six years seven years after that when i kind of saw it, when i saw it all and so there weren't really drones like that that people were had access to 20 years ago so when i first saw it and i don't think a lot of people really knew about it and so it was a lot more shocking what? when it first came out what? there weren't drones so you can really see in there so i was freaked out when i first saw it but uh bohemian grove isn't on many maps. Maybe it is now, but whatever I was reading, there were some topographic maps that it is on, but general maps, you can't find Bohemian Grove, you can't find this area. Oh. (laughs) uh, On a map. Yeah. Getting into the care, cremation of care opening ceremony. Alex Jones, when he snuck into it, this is what he recorded. There, You can find this online if you look up Alex Jones Bohemian Grove footage, or cremation of care footage. And if you do a little bit of digging, you can find the actual, actual footage. So this is what I saw a while ago. And what you see first is basically there's, there's torches and there's men in hooded costumes, dark hooded costumes. You can't see their face. They're sort of lining up and there's a little, a small lake in between the stage altar owl and to... Uh, and to the the audience, basically sitting in the stands, there's a small lake in between. Oh, that's it. So then you see this small little boat <laughs> come up, uh, sort of pulling through the lake, and they pull up in front of the in front of the altar. They come across the lake in the boat, and they bring up what is a human effigy, what looks like what looks like a human being, and place it on the altar. They say the things that they say. And then they sacrifice this this human effigy and burn it. And in the video you hear the audio isn't a, it not?
0: It's not only a human, it's supposed to be like a child. A
2: child, a baby, a child. Well, in the video with Alex Jones, it, it sounds like a full man screaming once they once they light Oh up. my Lanta. In the video yeah, in the video it sounds like a grown man. Um, screaming with because they do they say their thing they say their things the the pr- high priest says all his things and then like four people take their torches and like light the altar and light the man and then you hear this man screaming and this is supposed to be like well so it's it's said to derive from like druid rites or druid rites of passage and
0: I mean it could just be um, someone screaming for the ritual's sake but still that's weird makes you makes you think yeah, it's not so, that makes you think there's someone inside right. the the fire,
2: right, and so yeah. this is a ceremony to rid the members There's of. There's also like the a spiritual of the representation of, owls, touches, uh, uh, of the that they. Um, so this is all the things that I had seen, A loss had of seen time and space. Ago after doing more research, I remember today. that
1: being something. Uh, a long most time things ago that are I was saying cool. that
2: it is a mock sacrifice. So that's why I said a human effigy earlier. So something that looks like a human. But not actually a human. It's just it's it's more of a it's a mock human sacrifice. I've also seen things that like they say it's a goat or, mm. or some other type of animal. Most things are saying that it's a mock thing. It's not really a human. It's not really anything. And so the screaming you heard it's like they had music playing in the background oh. too, like through the speakers at the camp or at the at the at the, at the site. And it, so if they're oh, playing music, they can definitely play. The Sound of a Screaming Person. I've also seen that it's like, it's a scripted performance, basically, because they do put on, they put on multiple performances. There's music, there's art, and there's different performances. There's two, there's a, there's a more serious performance, and then there's a more, um, adolescent, I guess, or immature performance. So it's called The High Jinx and The Low Jinx. There's the high jinx is the more serious performance and the low jinx is the more um, minuscule performance, I guess. So, so after looking at things today, it was basically saying this is a, a scripted performance. But who the really The biggest knows? thing
1: about the Illuminati is everything that they have being in plain sight. And just that like kind of like a magician, like you're looking over here, but I'm pulling a coin over here, you know, just to it's right there in front of you. It's right there in front of you. That's that. It's that's what they do. That's exactly what they do. So I could totally see them putting on performances, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, but I don't even know how I would feel whether or not I knew that a human-like thing was laying in front of me, screaming, burning. How I would react as a human being would still, I I would be in utter shock. I don't think I'd feel very comfortable being there. And then it's a sigh of relief when they're like, Oh, it's just a play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I think that is actually the point because yeah. it is a ritual to get rid of your conscience and you're the best oh. way to desensitize, to, um, desensitize, yeah. desensitize yourself is to be exposed to it's it. And that's point. how you can really eventually when you're put in that situation where you really do have to do it, you're desensitized to it because you've done it in a big group now, essentially, if you <laughs> know, you're all a part if of it's it, real or not, who knows? Well, if we consider how long Bohemian Grove had been around, it wasn't about until fifty years when it became popular in two thousand when um, MK Ultra was on the scene with the Illuminati. This topic is so big, I feel like we could do multiple episodes on it, and I could do multiple segments about MK Ultra. MK Ultra, I'm just gonna do a brief background since we're starting our this is our first Illuminati episode. So I might go more off on it later in another episode, but this is kind of a brief opening to it. So MK Ultra actually started in World War II, and it was originally created as the Central Intelligence Agency in 1947. So it was actually um, started out being called CIA. So it was the CIA, but in World War II back then it was known as the OSS. Mm-hmm. And these guys, they basically start testing drugs on people for like a truth serum kind of or mind control but that is when they start using the good stuff they break out the LSD for interrogation techniques oh it's so it's so bad and so unethical and they did it on a lot of like unsuspecting people unsuspecting civilians people who they're like oh yeah you're just gonna come do this medical trial and they're like you're just gonna try this medicine versus yeah and it ends up being like a really horrible LSD trip I've I've seen videos of people like recalling (laughs) it and crying like grown men saying the pain they experienced was so intense. Funny thing is when LSD was first produced, there, there was this whole controversy because it was in the middle of World War II and there was some things with Russia going on. Who's going to have the technology of mind control? So when LSD was being mass produced in America, the government actually was like, uh, we're just going to buy up your whole supply and we don't want the basically the other governments grabbing onto this intelligence. So it would make sense, almost like a, a prohibition and then people everybody wants it. But the funny thing is, is that this project, it was so controversial because they actually were going to start testing it on pedophiles, trying to get them to admit to crimes they had committed that they hadn't been convicted of. So it was like a test to see if it worked as a truth serum. And everybody thought it was completely unethical. So just they were like, oh, you know, we're just going to totally not go on with it anymore. And in 1973, every single document was destroyed And the MKUltra Project, otherwise known as the Bluebird Project, um, everything was destroyed on it. It goes from in 1950 being Project Bluebird. In the 1960s, they call it Project Artichoke. And when it's Project Artichoke, they're using LSD for interrogation, putting it on unsuspecting people, and then putting them in an interrogation situation and seeing how they can manipulate the situation, how they can use different types of psychology to manipulate the situation. And then it wasn't until the 1970s that it was actually, I think they even re they adopt that's when the name MK Ultra actually came to be was in the 1970s. And then 1973, everything gets destroyed. This guy, Louis Joylin West, otherwise known as Jolly West. He worked with MK Ultra, he did a bunch of different things. He, he was called in on the Oklahoma City bombing. He was known for he had actually killed an elephant at the Oklahoma city zoo with a dose of LSD, like doing his weird experiments and stuff like that. There's this other poor, okay. This story is actually really sad. And this is kind of where we get into the meat of MKUltra and how this mind control that they're doing actually could possibly be inserted in today's society, possibly seeing it. So this a girl, her name is Patty Hurst. She was in her apartment with her boyfriend and she gets abducted by these people called the Liberation Army, which I'm guessing it's just MKUltra people, basically, or just the government. So they abduct her from her apartment, knock out her boyfriend. They take her to like this safe house, basically, a lab or know wherever they're running these weird experiments. And they psychologically torture her. So they lock her in a closet for 45 days. She's tortured in every single way you can imagine a woman can be tortured. I'm not going to go much further than that. But it was extreme mental torture. You know, they would, she would think FBI raids are going to happen. She thought she could die any moment. So that alone is enough to really break a person. And then after she's abducted for these 45 days, she participates in a bank robbery and goes by the name of Tanya. And this was actually a legit case. And just a really weird side note, an expert witness in her case, I'm not sure if she was for or against her as a witness, but was Margaret Sanger who is the person who basically pushed birth control um, when people were trying to fight against it before Planned Parenthood was a big thing. And I I just thought that was a weird side note. Um, And then back when Reagan is governor of California, he is actually kind of being more forthright and upfront with this information. And he has these things that are basically mind control chips that they can put into people's brains. And control them. And so what they wanted to do as an experiment to see if it would work is they put it in the heads of sex offenders. And so when sex offenders would leave, you know, their registered area, they would pass out and then, you know, they'd come and get picked up. And it was, yeah, it's a true story. And actually this guy, Jose Degado, I'm not exactly sure if that's how you pronounce his name, but it's a video on YouTube. And this is a legit study that there's tons of evidence on. And they do this on a bull, right? Right. And so it shows this guy trying to fight the bull. And this guy basically has a remote control where he can control what the bull is doing. And as he's holding up this, the sheet, you can see the bull at first will go after him, but then they click the button and the bull just basically walks in the opposite direction, completely uninterested in the bullfighter, which bulls don't do that. They go after the red cloth. So that was a really interesting stuff. I kind of found about MK ultra, and how they can control minds. And kind of what's in current media today is like you guys were talking about, the celebrities and glitching out. So there's a couple different theories. I always thought that it was like kind of the traditional cloning theory. But after hearing about this government plan and Project Bluebird and MKUltra and how they're using actual microchips now to actually control someone's body, But you see in the media today, like the one that I really went down the rabbit hole on was Eminem. And so you see him in a lot of interviews. There's one, I think he's doing like either a live sports show or New Year's Eve or something like that. And the host says some kind of word and he just goes dead eye, blank, jaw open. And he's like swaying side to side. And then later on in the video, another host, the other host says like another yeah. word. It almost seems like an untrigger word. And Eminem just automatically snaps out of it so quickly. And he's just like, oh, you know, I just, I get nervous on live TV. I'm like, dude, you're Eminem. You perform live constantly. It's very odd. And the other thing is it could have been like a psychological one. So it might not necessarily be a brain implant. But if psych- psychologically you can like train someone to have certain reactions, especially using LSD, they talk a lot about creating two different personalities and you can kind of like switch them back and forth between the two. And it, there, I could go on and on about this. There's so much information about it. Uh, but that was the m M&M and example. There's another one with Beyonce where she's seen sitting next to Jay Z at a basketball game. And I think if you, fa- you can fast put the video on quick speed and go all the way through and pretty much through the entire game, Beyonce has her hands in her lap and she has wide eyed draw- jaw dropped, swaying back and forth in her seat with like a dead stare in her eye. So that is the evidence pointed for Beyonce. There is another theory with other celebrities who've done that, like Al Roker. That's happened to him, too, on live television. His trigger word, though, was the Holy Spirit, which I thought that was kind of weird. As soon as another host said something about the Holy Spirit, he just goes dead-eyed. But the weird thing about him is he was wide-eyed and smiling and just looking into the camera. It was really creepy. Um, So another thought is like perhaps the government is using mind control on these celebrities and pug blip figures to use a different kind of mind control on the masses. Because you can't necessarily put implants in everybody's brain. You can't give everybody LSD. So they use these popular figures to brainwash the masses. And they're using brainwash people to do that is the conspiracy theory of MKUltra, whether they're clones or have implants in their brain. MKUltra's doing some crazy stuff and they're still around, maybe? Well, I know there's a bunch of other celebrities who we kind of think are under the control of mind control or possibly psychological forced labor in some kind of way. I know Lo had something she wanted to talk about, too, before we get into our last segment of some other celebrities who we possibly assume could be related to the Illuminati. Really
2: quick, I guess. Kay, have you heard about the Free Britney movement?
1: Absolutely. I follow it religiously right now.
2: Okay, so so Britney Spears. So I guess I'll I'll just touch on it real quick, but there is Britney Spears is under a, a conservatorship with her dad, James Spears. So her dad basically is in control of her and her money and everything she does because of when she kind of cracked. I don't know what what year it was, but when she shaved her head and went a little bit 2007 crazy 2007 went a little bit crazy shaved her head and so she was deemed unstable too mentally unstable to be able to take care of her own money and kids and her own career basically in her schedule so now her her dad has had her under a conservatorship since basically then and she is trying to get out of it because there has been a big movement of her fans of the free britney movement hashtag free britney you can find it all over the place but it was just another conspiracy that I've stumbled upon too. Uh, And there's been different things that have made it really creepy to where it's like, well, is Brittany also, is she kind of being cognitively tortured in some way or controlled or somehow, because if you look, if you watch her Instagram videos of her talking to the camera, it's just like her, her makeup is smudged all under her, it's
1: eerie it's Eerie. her
2: makeup is smudged it's all over her eyes you can see like the tracks in her hair or she's losing hair or something like it she's just a me- she's a mess and britney spears has never looked like this ever and she's just and so people think that her team is kind of controlling her somehow there's a bunch of questions in her comments like Tell us what's really going on. Do a live video. Do a live video so we know you're okay, because a lot of people are thinking that the videos she's posting Mm -hmm. are from a long time ago. Like, this isn't live. Like, this isn't recent. Who knows if you're even still alive? Some people think she might even be dead. But, and people tell her, like, wear red and the next thing. But, so yeah, so some creepy sort of Mm -mm. conspiracy theorist things that I've seen that have sort of chilled me to the bone.
0: I think she's being trafficked to people in the Illuminati, to the rich and the powerful. Yeah.
1: I think that they're definitely exploiting her in many, many ways. And I think her, quote unquote, psychosis is actually drug-induced at this point because they say that she's on tons of medications and when she does fall off the rails, and it's normally when we see some sort of truth, is because she's not on her meds is what her... Her handlers say they always say in the comments, like they say that they're purposely feeding her antipsychotics. And as somebody who has taken antipsychotics before, because I was misdiagnosed, I will tell you right now, it will drive you batshit crazy.
2: Right? Yeah. I mean, seeing the videos of her talking to talking to her fans and answering her questions on her Instagram, like it even those are eerie. Like she seems all bubbly and stuff, but it's just like God, this is this doesn't seem right. It's kind of creepy. The, oh,
0: the only other person I can think of off the top of my head who's like really controlled by another person, from what it seems, but in a different way, would be Poppy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This one I dove pretty deep on in the last few years. Yeah, that's why I wanted
0: you to talk about it today. Poppy
1: is a really interesting one. And I, the hardest thing about the Poppy story and conspiracy theories is that there's so many odds and ends that put it all together. So if I'm gonna go into it at all, I I do have to talk about who the director of this whole Poppy project, that is actually what it was called, was the Poppy project. So originally in 2009, a man named Titanic Sinclair, which is not his real name. His real name's Corey Mixer. He was obsessed with this girl named Mars Argo. Mars Argo, Brittany Sheets, came on to MySpace and started gaining a lot of followers. Corey Mixer hooks up with Mars Argo.
0: Which for people who don't know, MySpace back in the day was how you could get famous with music.
1: Absolutely. So they meet off there. They start exchanging ideas. They love each other's kind of just creativity, how different they're both out there. And they start the show in 2009 to 2011 called Grocery Bag TV. Mars Argo, Britney Sheets, is a very small, petite, white haired, blonde, dark makeup girl. She's got a very high pitched voice. It's very distinct and they make these videos that are to mock people on the internet basically. So that's the first part. They go through this whole thing where they finally break up and they have this giant dispute. She does this really creepy uh, last day of retribution. That's what the video is called. This is the last video on Grocery Bag TV. As this is all happening, Titanic meets Poppy. Poppy gets starts. um, She Poppy moved to California from Nashville, and her real name is Mariah Piera. The reason why this is so important on this piece is because they did something that is nearly impossible to this day to do, and they got it done. So I'll pop back. Titanic Sinclair and Mars Argo break up. About, let's see, 2000, 2014. A little bit before 2014. Then Poppy comes on the scene. And as Poppy comes on the scene, Mars Mars Argo disappears. And as Poppy comes on the scene, so disappears all of the information you could possibly find her on social media. At all. Her original name, where she was from... Any source of what she used to be. Because she had a huge YouTube following and a big YouTube channel and it was all gone. She deleted everything. Not even just that. You could not even get... If anybody posted anything about Mariah, aka Poppy, on the internet, they would be attacked to take it down or be filed with a lawsuit. That's how serious they were about removing any information of Poppy off of the internet. Mariah's gone. Poppy starts showing up. They delete all pre-poppy videos around 2014 and they start doing weird things. A, I know that she's known for her weird videos. This was the one thing that Titanic Sinclair really knew what he was doing with the music industry. And the reason why this is important because it all loops together. He wanted to make her have a strange following no matter what it was, because when it became time to introduce her music to the public. They'd already been latched on for so long that they would be fans no matter what. She starts speaking in a higher pitch voice and acting very Android-like. And in her video, she talks about being replaced. Like, oh, I made a mistake. They're gonna replace me now. Like these kinds of things. Over and over again, the storyline keeps progressing, keeps progressing, progressing towards replacing her with either a clone or an AI or somebody something that's not human. That's what they referred to in tons of videos. Going back to Mars Argo, she had a lot of videos that were very similar. And it's strange because she starts, uh, Poppy starts copying Mars Argo's videos. Now keep in mind, Titanic Sinclair is her director at this point. So they're already gonna have similarities because the Mars Argo project that he had didn't work out. So now it's the Poppy project. They start with their first music video and it's all signs of the Lo- Illuminati all over the music video. They purposely put it in your face. It is so blunt, bluntly done that it's, you just say you, it screams Illuminati. So it's got the pyramid. It's got Beaufit. She's posing as, uh, the god Bofet, Bofo, no, Bofomet, Bofomet. So she's in that sign. So that one's called Low Life. And it talks about like greed of Hollywood society. And it's very, very dead on. They do things like the all seeing eye or the triangle, putting a circle over your eye as Low had mentioned before or covering it. Poppy starts posting similar chip videos. Yes, chip videos. Mars Argo has a video of her eating a Lay's chip and saying, mm, (laughs) Lays. And Poppy has a video of her putting a Dorito over her eye. And that's it. Already lots and lots of similarities. The weirdest thing is now Mars Argo is completely disappeared from the internet at this point. Can't find a thing on her. She doesn't exist on social media. People aren't even talking about her whereabouts. There's not even like strange sightings of Mars Argo. She is gone, completely gone. The only video that they end up finding of her is that she was in like a 2018 commercial for the new iPhone.
0: But the weird thing is about Mars Argo, even though she's off the grid, she pops up every once in a while. Didn't you say she's friends with someone
1: from Game of Thrones? Yeah, she's the one who played Aria. Cool. So she she is friends. She is friends with her. So she has been posted on social media, which was super random random, and I believe was taken down from their social media accounts. Going back to manipulation Uh and control what has been said is that when people first started interviewing poppy that she was very bright very loving very childlike and she was always willing to answer any question moving further down the road she would wear headphones and respond to people who were talking in her ear such as her handlers or she would never directly answer the question unless she was with satanic or, sorry,
0: Titanic. <laughs> Unless she was
1: with Titanic Sinclair. <laughs> Only time she That's would That's a ever- Freudian
0: slip. Satanic Sinclair.
1: <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh, she refers to her handlers as they in many, many videos. They don't want me to do that. Don't tell them where I am. And it's, it's starting to be like, is she asking for help? Is she asking for help? So... It's all in plain sight. The all-seeing eye, the extra eyeballs, pyramids, 666, skulls, uh, just all around a cult because she did start actually her own cult that you can sign up for, just so I um, All in plain sight. Cult of you Poppy. To, you you can go to Poppy's cult. You can really join.
2: I'm Poppy. Uh, the I'm website. Poppy.
1: I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. And the website I'm is? Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. Poppy.
2: .com. <laughs> I'm Poppy.com. I'm <laughs> Poppy.com. Wanted to join
1: a cult. Well, you can now, it's easy. It's you just sign up, it just takes a email. It's much more
0: lucrative to be a cult leader than a cult follower. So maybe think about starting a cult instead of joining one.
1: Ah,
2: it's true. I feel like I, I would have a few people at least on the startup sign up. Later. I, I would join your join cult. Your cult. <laughs> Wait, all right, I got two cult of three. Here we go. <laughs> so on her
1: website, it's called I'm Poppy.com. If you just simply view the source code, source code it is the eye of the pyramid or the eye, uh, the all seeing eye, and at the bottom it says Poppy knows everything. Or Poppy knows all. Ooh. And that's just in plain sight. That's just in the views. that's in viewing the source code, that's it. It's not like it's secretive at all. So at this point, you wonder. people are wondering, is she an AI? Is it part of MKUltra? Is she not human at all? She talks about how they have taken control And then that was in the late 2018 going into 2019. She mentions in her video, they're taking control. In 2019, she finally left Satanic Sinclair completely. Her entire look has now changed from a bleach blonde, childlike figure with pink suits and stuff. Now she is dark brown hair like her normal look, like her original look, like Mariah Priera. She's finally to look like herself again. She broke character before changing her hair and talked about how uh, her past, and that's when they first started realizing that Titanic Sinclair wasn't in the picture anymore. She talks about leaving a controlling bad part of her life, that it was was consuming her. And she just wanted to burn it down and start over. Oh, good for her. This is... I'm throwing one more thing out there, and then I'm going to tie this all together. I just looked up Titanic Sinclair. It was the last... piece of this. I wanted to see where he was at, what he was doing. He is now making his own music. Uh, He always has, but now he's on his own singular platform. He's not leaning on other artists to gain followers as he did. He got where he is because of Mars Argo and Poppy. His one of his songs is Scorpio. And he has a line that says everyone is a little crazy when they fall in love. And the whole song sounds like he's singing about Mars Argo. Like he almost never let it go. Now, the reason why this bothers me so much, this whole theory, there used to be one that she was in the Illuminati and that she was the one in power. However, I'm starting to think that it was Titanic Sinclair that was gifted the key into the Illuminati and was given an opportunity to build a pop artist that was able to be manipulated and used for public sources in order to hypnotize people in a sense now with neither of his projects working out he's now using his own that have hypnosis hypnotic sounds involved in them that is my two cents on it he's now gained more followers and everything and now poppy is going her views are dropping like crazy so I don't know, that's that's my view. I don't think she was involved with the Illuminati because as soon as she cut ties with Titanic Sinclair, it was completely a different person, for one. She had a choice the entire time to be herself or be this character. And it's not like if she had the choice to keep the character, which I don't think she did, um, especially after the lawsuit.
0: Well, I guess that just leaves one question for all of us. If given the chance, would you join the Illuminati? hell no i like my soul yeah i gotta say i think i would consider it but end up not doing it but i would seriously consider Ah, it for a
1: while fuck are you kidding me (laughs) or not liking it backing out (laughs) just backing out after a minute thanks for listening to jungles in the morning yeah been a great night uh you guys all listening in thank you so much we all appreciate the supporters out there it means so much to us god bless you all raise your high power uh-huh. and uh we just want to say thank you for joining us please listen on instagram facebook youtube and soundcloud and don't forget Castbox. this has been
0: quarantine corner k Low fine with the lowdown And the defender of the universe, Voltron. love it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you
1: in a week. Thank
0: you. I've had that song stuck in my head for like three days.